We've seen it too many times. I'll call you back. I have to help these guys. Where in Rima, 7 till 9, News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Uh-oh. <laughs> well, just thinking about our off, off-air conversation, there's Billy right there, and uh, I'll have to call you back. Somebody, you know, we've got a couple of emails. Who is that, and is that Biden? Uh, please do not confuse yes, the Reverend no, Gibbons with, with Joe Biden. That's, not that's Joe a Biden. really bad idea. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> so, no. We do, okay, so we do want to talk about pop here in a second, but let's just let's just get it out there about this party last night that was it was had in town. I was discussing it with Nancy a little while ago, and then amazingly, I sit down and you say, "Hey, I want to talk to you about this party last night." <laughs> we, we start discussing. So let's bring everybody in on a, on a discussion. It was lifetime achievement for Augie Myers, somebody I've known all my life, literally, because my dad and he were friends and the whole Texas music scene and all that kind of stuff, right? So they have a lifetime achievement party for him. Somebody else I know, Billy. Billy G was there, all right? Billy, Gibbons, uh, yeah. Billy F. Gibbons right, was there. Then Jimmy Vaughn, right? And, uh, of course, Augie goes back, Augie and Doug and all them, go back to the days in Mendocino and San Francisco with Jerry Garcia and a little snot-nosed kid that showed up with his guitar out there by the name of Stevie Ray Vaughn. Jimmy Vaughn right. is his brother. And, uh, you know, Jimmy being one of the greatest guitarists and uh, all that stuff, too. So, anyway, he was there last night, and uh, and Ray Benson, Sleep at the Wheel, and a bunch of others to honor Augie. And, by the way, you, you ain't lived until you heard Billy Gibbons sing Hey Baby right. K-Passo and play it on his Gibson. All right. So, Ron and the Judge were there. And uh, they, of course, preach mask wearing, which... You and I both have been told by people who know them well, they only wear masks when they're going to be on television. The rest of the time, <laughs> nah, we ain't wearing a mask, man. No, we don't have to do that. So they weren't. And, and well, a friend we of a mutual friend of ours. Wasn't. Yeah, we know that. I, I, I don't know that Ron was or not, but I mean, I know that the judge wasn't because uh, it was posted on Facebook. Yeah. Because there's a picture on Facebook of him without right. it, right? Right. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> well, how many times have we seen a judge without one? How many times well, have there know, been pictures it, of the judge it, without? It, one, right. It 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 kind of ticked me off a little bit because I could have been there. I was Kinky went, and I was I could have gone, and and I didn't because I'm still kind of sticking close to the house, and everybody's anxious around here about being in groups of people and stuff and until I get that second shot, and so I didn't go. I mean, I I, I you know I really it would have been cool to go. Uh, and, uh, you know, and then I kind of, a mutual friend posts a picture of the judge and Augie and even mentions in the post, and I wasn't even going to talk about it until I saw this. And, and he said, uh, you know, the judge wasn't there, was not wearing a mask the whole night. So I guess those, the vaccinations are, are working in Bear County was kind of what he said, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like, man, <laughs> I don't know why it just kind of ticked me off. <laughs> so maybe, maybe it's better I wasn't there. You know what I mean? Because uh, you know, I mean, I, I I know Augie too, and I know Ray Benson, and you know, it would have been cool to meet Billy Gibbons and stuff and see Kinky. I haven't seen Kinky in you know because of this pandemic stuff in a long well, time. Well, I had a better date last night. I had a better date last night. Instead of going there, 
I picked up my wife from the airport, and right. I felt that was more important. And, and although I love all those guys with all my heart, and I've known them literally all my life, uh, I am not. You know, I, I I don't feel bad about not going. And and as far as the judge is concerned, he doesn't care what people think anymore. He really doesn't. And 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 by the way, as far as any of these other guys who didn't have a mask on, um, Augie and Billy G and Jimmy Vaughn and Ray and those guys. There's nothing going to hurt them. I just want oh, you yeah. to know. <laughs> I'm not being critical of them. Right. I mean, yeah. don't get me wrong. I'm not being critical of them. It's just the <laughs> one guy who can't shut up about it. It's the, ju- <laughs> it's the one it's guy the not wearing, you know, is not wearing one, He's- you know. That's right. That's right. So, That's right. so I, I have no well, problem with people not wearing masks. It was just the idea that the guy that's always preaching to us about it. Sure. Right. Has no problem going to a social event not wearing a mask. Well, let's let's be clear about this. Judge, the judge is a hypocrite, right? Well, I, hypocrite. and that's why I'm kind of glad I wasn't there. It probably was just good. So, I wasn't, you know. all right. In fact, I, I had uh, I had a breakfast. Well, you know, kind of like a after the show breakfast meeting yesterday with a pastor. He's he's asked me to come preach for him, and so we we went in and we went to this restaurant yesterday. Little bitty hole in the wall place that both of us love, right? So I met right. him over there. I had a mask in my pocket. Well, they didn't demand that we put it on to walk in, right. and they didn't demand that we put it on to walk out. Guess what's happening? This whole mask thing is starting to dry up and go oh, yeah. away. It's it starting is. to go away. And it should. It should. Yeah. And, and, and you know, and, and like I tell everybody, you know, I got I got my second shot coming up in two weeks. And once I get that, I'm going back to my life, man. I'm going, <laughs> going back to my life. I really am. And Good if it you. doesn't require Good me to wear a mask and go into a place, I'm not gonna wear a damn mask. Yeah. Um so, so anyway, if you that was go, an interesting story. Yeah. <laughs> If you go a little, little human interesting. If you go to a park that let's just say, let's just pull it out of the air. Let's just say it honors a dead white guy. Okay, it's it's a memorial to a dead white guy. If you go to that park and you see a sign that says what you're supposed to do and not do there, uh-huh. and specifically. Black people, when you're here, this is how you're supposed to act. You're supposed to contribute to the energy of the space rather than drain it. You're supposed to make sure that you tell other black people here to be quiet and not be uh, disruptive to the area. And let's see here, what else? Don't don't do problematic things with here and speak up with compassion. How how do you think that would play if uh, if there were specific well. instructions? Well, not at well. the George. At the George Floyd Square at 38th Street and Chicago Avenue, it's been converted into a memorial, renamed George Floyd Square, happened shortly after his death. Well, with all this stuff coming up with the trial and everything, somebody just took a picture and put it on uh, Fox News, and here's here's what it's about, you know, explaining what the square is about. And white people, here are specific instructions for you white people who are here. <laughs> this is on the side. I'm so sick of it all. <laughs> you know, I really am, man. White people, this is how you're supposed to act oh, while you're here. God. Be quiet. Contribute to the energy. Don't Look drain guilty. the energy out of yeah. <laughs> Don't drain the energy. Yes. If there are Don't other white people here who energy. are talking... Yes. Do white people just yes. drain the energy somehow? Do I magically drain the energy out of a room if there's well, like people of color? I got people of color in every room in my house, man. I mean, I'm, I guess I'm draining their energy. Maybe I am. Um, <laughs> if, you, if there are white visitors here that are pro- doing problematic things, you need to speak up with compassion and take the burden off of black folks and our siblings of color. 
and that's on the sign. So <laughs> if you're at the George Floyd space in Minneapolis and you're white, you have specific instructions you are to follow, and that's basically keep your mouth shut and your head down, basically. There's like several stories like that today. There's another one uh, uh, I, I was going to talk about later about a college professor another college prof who's asked about how white people can help out, you know, and help BLM. And he essentially says, well, you you know, at Thanksgiving dinner, after you eat your turkey, and I know he's talking about Thanksgiving, he says, you have to start telling your, your, your white family members to, you know, take them to task if they say anything racial. You know, what? And white people need to start taking other white people to task when they say racist stuff. And blah blah. There's a whole bunch of other crap that didn't even make any sense. But that was the gist of it. Is you know us whiteies, us hunkies. We Wait. Trey. We got to start taking each other to task for our privilege, man. Wait. <laughs> I'm. H- how many people at at Thanksgiving are being racist at Thanksgiving? I mean, I, I'm, right. I'm. Well, that's con- what I'm. Th- I'm right. dumbfounded by this. How how many of you push back and undo the top button because you done put on four pounds after all that turkey, and the next thing you know, you start throwing around racist, racist stuff. Boy, <laughs> I really hate table. black people. Can you hand me the giblets? <laughs> these people you know, are yeah. these people are insane. They're insane. They're, just, they're making stuff up. They're just making. They're pulling stuff out of orifices at this at this point. It's just absolutely it's insane. insane. Oh, yeah. also, might I add, though, Trey, it is it is Earth Day, so uh, try not to screw up the planet today with your racist. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Well, you know, effect on climate on, change. On today, I just uh, I fly low on the radar and just make it through this day. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to take a break. We'll come back on the other side. More Ware and Rima coming up, and I want to tell you about BG Products because your car, your truck, you know, whatever you drive, it might be a big truck hauling a bunch of stuff around. It's under a lot of stress and pressure. You you know that. Might be your car. You know, four cylinder. It gets you to work and back home again. That's under a lot of stress and pressure too. And when BG came along, like decades ago, I, I noticed it because because of the racing involvement. And then when I became a racer myself, I started to use it in a race car. Went, Whoa, this stuff really does, when we look at the engine parts, this stuff really does protect the engine parts very well. And that's when you're running like 9,000 RPM, 8,000 RPM consistently lap after lap after lap. Well, out there on 1604, you're running like maybe 1,000 RPM for a short distance. So you're going to be good with the BG, and the BG is going to take care of you and help keep your car out of the shop and help keep your wallet fat, okay? So check them out. Just log on to, uh, and, and all the places that change the oil can can put BG in there for you, bgfindashop.com. Accurate the forecast today, cloudy and a shower and 70 for a high. Then tomorrow, cloudy and rain and a strong thunderstorm as possible as the day goes on. At a high about 82, and on Saturday, breezy and warm. Hey, this is David Van Camp. Stay connected with News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071 on Facebook, Twitter, and online at KTSA.com. President Biden, you should declare a national emergency and deploy the vast powers of your administration to stop what's happening here. 
That's the governor from Arizona talking about he, he declared a disaster of the uh, state of Arizona there because of all the people who are traipsing across his uh, his great state. Where and Rima, Trey, where Sean Rima, it's a 720. We do this every uh, weekday morning, uh, 7 to 9 here on KTSA. So, um, you know, Greg Popovich, of course he has first amendment right. He can say whatever he wants to say. And I'm glad he does because, you know, it just makes the left sound really stupid. Um, he's a guy who doesn't do any research at all. He listens to what MSNBC's got to say, and he just parrots what they have to say. So he was popping off uh, before the game again last night. The other thing about Pop is I, I have issued both back channels and on-the-air invitations. But he will not come and talk face-to-face when somebody is going to challenge him. When he's got the mic and the floor and nobody's going to challenge him you know he'll do it so that's pretty cowardly but beyond that you know he's talking about how police should not be able to uh, collectively bargain when in fact the nba teams all the players in the nba they collectively bargain with the league to get better health care to get a slice of the tv pie so on and so forth so it's okay for his players to do it it's not okay for the cops to collectively bargain that's point number one Point number two, he says that the country's systemically racist against black people. And he shows up every morning at a place where they have some really expensive cars, they fly on really nice jets, they live in really nice homes, and they eat at the finest restaurants in town. So tell me again, Pop, how the system is stacked against black people. And the, uh, the, the one of the final points is how the justice system is stacked in favor of white people and against black people. Really, Pop? Um, there's a white guy who just went to jail two days ago in a maximum security prison, right? And this is what progressives like Pop and others, they, they, they can't stand. I really believe that Maxine Waters went there, Sean, to try to mess the trial up on purpose and try to get a mistrial because she couldn't have the result that happened. Right. The result that happened, system worked, the fact right? that Derek Chauvin <laughs> is in prison proved that the system does work, that it does right. work. And that's even saying that we have issues with it still, because the guy was of convicted three times, three murder, char- well, two murder and one uh, manslaughter charge for the same death. Um, right. From his perspective, doesn't this mean the justice system worked? You know, he's also oddly quiet on the LeBron James thing, uh, right. which was horrific. Uh, what a, what a, yeah. So, yeah, Popovich, if, if he's going to be objective... And if he's such a great intellectual like he, he claims to be, then be intellectually honest and, and, and tell us what you think about the LeBron tweet. you know, Or why isn't he saying the, the system worked? And uh, uh, you know, I'll tell you why. Because they don't want it to be over. They don't want the system to work. They don't want the system to work because then Correct. they have no reason or they lose their, arg- their entire argument for systemic racism. So I guess the system took a break with the Chauvin uh, uh, case for a day and then went right back to being systemically racist because that's all we've heard since the, since the verdict. Well, it's not enough. Well, it's not over. Well, there's more to do. We're so systemically racist, blah, 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 blah. These people need it. Popovich needs this crap for some reason. And it's sick and it's weird. If he wants to impress me, give us some comments on LeBron. And the now-deleted tweet where he doxed uh, one of the officers in Ohio and uh, and said, you're next. You know, come on, man. 
I, I've been asking all morning when Twitter was going to ban LeBron James. He is inciting right. violence against a police officer. So when are they going to? When are they going to? And of course, they're not going to uh, because he aligns with the thinking over Twitter. This is the problem with social media. Social media has been weaponized against average Americans and against conservatives in this country, traditional Americans. You know, you and I talk uh, frequently about how arms of the government under Barack Obama's first two terms, and now he's got his third term, how they have weaponized the government against citizens, like they did with the IRS against the Tea Party groups. Well, they're doing it again. There's a radio station in Miami that's up for sale right now, oh, and the yeah. group that is bidding on it, that, that is, it, it has asked if they can buy it, they have to get approval from the FCC, is going to put conservative talk like Warren Rima on that station. And there's Democrat lawmakers who are strong-arming right now the FCC to not grant the okay yeah. for the license based on the fact that there's going to be conservative talk on that station, Representative Darren Soto, a Democrat from Florida, said stopping this sale is absolutely necessary because dangerous rhetoric can't go unchecked, <laughs> meaning conservative talk. Violation of the First Amendment, weaponizing the FCC against conservatives, shutting up conservatives and keeping them from being able to broadcast. That's what th this whole administration and, th and these people are about. Well, yeah, and, and there's another wrinkle to the story. It's a Hispanic station, and right. you have uh, one uh, commissioner on the on the on the FCC that was you know was raising raising his hands, like, well, that's not right. So at least there's one guy on the FCC that's fighting for free speech. But yeah, they they want to shut it down. They want to shut the whole thing down. And you you and right. I talk about it all the time. I'm sure Jack thinks about it. Think I'm sure every guy, every woman that sits behind a mic and does talk radio, conservative talk, has it in their head that at some point they come for us. At some point, they have to go after conservative talk. And it well, seems to me to. like this is the first salvo, you know, uh, which we've been kind of waiting for, you know. <laughs> well, it's about time they got around to it, right? <laughs> and particularly, you know, Sean, particularly in Texas and particularly in Florida, right? Because they have to have one or the other of those states in order to continue to win the presidency. Right. So I, I went back, as you well know, I research and I research and I research. So I went back and I looked at Donald Trump's numbers in that county in Florida versus Joe Biden's numbers. Trump trounced Joe Biden yeah. there. So yeah. all this is, it's a blatant move to silent, silence conservatives in a Hispanic, mainly Hispanic area, Cuban, heavily Cuban, right. who went for Donald Trump. It's, it's an attempt to silence them so that they're not out there talking about conservative values and whoever the conservative candidates are going to be. And they can continue to spew the left-wing hatred for conservatives. They've got to shut up the conservative voices in this state, in Florida, and other places as well if they're going to continue to win the minds of the dummies out there. Don't you think they start, yeah, the closer we get to the midterms, they start kind of moving forward on, on more cases like this? Mm -hmm. Or people start calling up and leveling complaints and things of that mm -hmm. nature? It's all on the horizon. I don't like giving them ideas, but, you know, I kind of brace well, for, they already <laughs> brace it. for that at some point. You know, if they're going to uh, cancel all these other folks or attempt to, you know, uh, if they're going to cancel Cher because they didn't like, uh, she, they didn't think one of her tweets was sensitive enough. They sure as hell are going to go after conservative talk at some point. You're right, specifically in these states that uh, that went for Trump the last time out. Uh, so you know, <laughs> right? I get the I, get the I call top bunk at the reeducation camp. <laughs> well, 
I've got a story about that, too, we'll share uh, coming back here. Where in Rima, KTSA, and at Wagner Hall at Custom Homes. they got a great show here on Sunday nights at 4 p.m. with the owner, John Torres, where you can call up, talk to him about custom home building, and uh, he answers all your questions. Call the Wagner Hall at Come and Build It show. And one of the reasons I agreed years ago, years ago, to be a spokesman for them is uh, and have them as a sponsor on the show is that they build the custom home the way you want it. Okay, that's the big difference, is that they're not trying to force you into some little mold that they do, you know, every other house that way. It doesn't cost you any more to build it your way. <laughs> it just doesn't. And that's the beauty of working with Wagner Hall at Custom Homes. Your dream home is their floor plan. That's what they work off of. And you have constant contact with them. They're always in touch with you. You have their cell phone numbers, so you can call them when you need to. They're always in touch with you during the entire process. It's clean, shiny, sparkly. Windows are clean. Everything's beautiful when they hand you the key and walk away from Wagner Hall at Custom Homes. So if you're thinking about a, a, your dream home, you're thinking about a custom home, you get in touch with them today. They'll take great care of you at Wagner Holick, 210-625. Hey, this is Scott Robbins, and you're listening to News Talk 550, KTSA and FM 1071. Stay connected. There's so much work to be doing because it is structural. It is culture. It is recruiting. It is accountability. Uh, or these things wouldn't happen. You know, you know, it's Ware and Rima, Trey Ware, Sean Rima, KTSA. You know, when he gets to work today, <laughs> well, I'm sure he'll be popping off about, you know, racism. And, uh, how do you, every white guy's a racist. Every white guy's a racist. They're all racist. You know, because that's what he's hearing on the Morning Joe talk about. But um, right. he's going to get there, and I, I, I would be willing to bet a chicken fried steak, because that's what I like, that there are no cars over there that are eight years old with 100,000 miles on them. That's what I drive. <laughs> That's what I drive. But you want to wow. bet. You want to bet that those cars over there are like brand spanking new, probably Ferraris and Bentleys and well, one or two. Of course, you know. There. I guess the system worked for them, you know. But uh, yeah. it took the, the systemic racism took a break, you know, while those guys were, were signing their contracts and stuff. Yeah, I, I just I get so sick of hearing it. It's like Sacky yesterday going off on uh, on Ohio, Sacky, Wacky Sacky, and, uh, and she has to, she has to go off on and and it's a pure lie that black people die at the hands of white cops more than anybody else. Oh, and it's just not. And you and I both know it's not true. It's just simply a false. It's 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 a lie. Let it's me not read saying the that quote. Black people don't get shot by cops. But the majority of the people who get shot by cops are white people. But that's Let me read the quote. A fact, Let me read the quote. You know? So so we have it in context, right? So it was after uh, uh Makia or Michaela or you know her name uh, was was killed, right? Right. Uh Makia, Makia Bryant. And just so everybody understands, right? Police is, police are called. The 911 calls crazy, man. There's people screaming, get over yeah. here, we're about to die. So, you know, the cops get that information, so they're rolling code three, get over there. Right. And what I saw in the video, you tell me what you saw, but what I saw was Makia, uh, allegedly, with a knife in her hand. Now, that's what I saw. I saw this knife. That's what and I, I saw see this, as well. All right, this knife go up, and yeah. she's going to stab this other black woman who's wearing a pantsuit kind of thing. Uh, and it looked like it was headed straight for her heart. At the very least, is going to get her in the neck. Either right. one was going was probably going to kill this woman. Either one. So he used deadly force. He had less than a second to go bang to use deadly force to save the life. So then Benjamin Crump 
tweets. He says, it was an unarmed black girl, unarmed black girl that was shot by another white Because, you know, he's got he's to rile up and he's got to get to protests in the streets and all that. So he, he tweets that. The New York Times takes unarmed out of his tweet. When the New York Times repeats his tweet, they take unarmed out. It was another black girl killed by a white cop. No, no, seriously, Sean. Uh, I, I saw I it. Know. They took out unarmed. Um, And then LeBron, as you said, put up the tweet that said, your next accountability. And there's a picture of the dude. So riling up, inciting violence against a cop, LeBron James. And then Jen Psaki goes to the podium and she says, she was a child. We're thinking of her friends and family in the communities that are hurting and grieving for loss. We know that police violence disproportionately impacts black and Latino people in communities, and that black women and girls, like black men and boys, experience higher rates of police violence. Now, that's just a lie. It's That's a lie. It's not statistically, it's just not true. It just isn't true. It's a flat-out lie. But you think guys like Popovich give a crap? You think the New York Times gives a crap? That's the narrative. That's the that's that right there is the narrative. That is how they explain uh, systemic racism. That's how they make the argument, and it's a flat out lie. And uh, and that's the part of it. I, I just I get so sick of it all, you know. And, and 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 beyond just as an individual, you know, I haven't lived my life that way, and I, I resent the idea that I am that simply because of the color of my skin, which to me is a is an incredibly racist idea to have in your head the idea that skin color uh, uh, quantifies anything about a person or qualifies anything about a person or says anything about a person or describes anything about a person is a stupid idea it's moronic it doesn't make any sense and uh and i take pride in the way i've lived my life and the way i was raised uh but just the constant covering up and misinformation and lies and the part of it i really can't stand more than anything else is the sanctimony the preachy, sanctimonious nature of folks who think they're so freaking woke and uh, like to tell other people how they should live and how they should think and blah, 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 and what they should do and how they should act around people of color. You know, I, I just I get so sick of it because so much of it is absolute bullcrap and it doesn't do anything to fight actual racism in America. Doesn't lift one person up out of their situation. Doesn't uh, doesn't uh, diminish the level of racism in this country at all. In fact, it increases it. I said yesterday, if you want to see what a systemically racist government looks like, one is being constructed in front of your very eyes. Okay, the system itself is going racist, but not in the direction uh, uh, you're being told. It it, it is and has been. So have you uh, ever I think heard... we all know what I'm talking about. You know, I mean, come on, man. Ah. So have you ever heard of the blue flu? The blue flu. No, I what's that? No, I haven't. Okay. I can't tell you how many Leo friends and former Leo friends that are telling me now, you know, after they retire. Oh, right. If I could choose if 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 I were to go into the career field now, it wouldn't I would not choose that. I would not go that direction because of what's happening right now to police, right? And I've had so so many current officers, not just San Antonio, but in other places as well, because I'm I'm tied with that community. I know those folks, and they call they they, they will uh, send me messages and say blue flu is going to come out of all this. The blue flu is when you know the police suddenly are taking a pass. 
You know, it's like uh, code three over to that deal yesterday where that girl was shot. Now nah, maybe go code one. You know, I'm, I'll let it. I'll let the situation play out, or I'll get there and I'll cross my arms and lean up against the cruiser and say, "Y'all figure it out, and let me know when you're done. I'll call EMS and we'll clean up." That kind of thing. Look, it, it's physics, right? Every action has a reaction. And they're pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing, and it's going to snap back. Here, here's an example for you. I got an email this morning. Hey, Mr. Ware, my son is graduating from A&M San Antonio May 15th with an MBA in criminology. All his life, he wanted to be a detective. The plan was to go into the academy this summer after he finished school. Being a white male, his plans are changed, and he doesn't now know what he's going to do. But he knows for certain he will not be a police officer of any kind. He told me that last night after seven years of hard work for nothing. I'm praying for that young man right now, but he's not the only one. That, that is well, no. representative yeah. of all kinds of people right now that are saying, I'm not going to do that because I go and I save a life, and maybe I have to save a life, or i got to take a life to, to save a life, and I'm the one that's going to be threatened by LeBron James? Hey, bite it. I'm not doing that. Forget well, about it. I don't it. blame him. Well, recruitment, as we know, is, is way down uh, in most major cities uh, right now, including this one. Uh, a lot of guys are getting, a lot of guys and women are getting out of, uh, law enforcement early. They're retiring early or they're just leaving the business, you know, leaving the, uh, doing that for a living. And you can't blame them. If you're a white cop in America, cause skin color determines everything. Target right? on your if back. You're, and, and the truth, the, the two realities we have right now is skin color determines everything and the truth doesn't matter. If you're a white cop, do you want to, you know, you want to be in that maelstrom where, where any given day, any given interaction you have with, sorry, a person of color could, uh, uh, you know, affect the rest of your life or, or or endanger your family or put a target on you, let alone when things go bad and somebody dies. And, uh, you know, I, I just, I, I can't, I don't blame any of them. But, you know, the the people who are screaming the loudest about a lack of law enforcement are, you know who? Black people in these cities and in these neighborhoods. They're terrified. <laughs> it's their own neighborhoods that get torn apart when things go weird, you know, and when things happen. Uh, the Who are the people who are buying the most uh, legal weapons right now uh, who are going out and trying to, this is a new stat, relatively new stat, uh, that we're hearing from the gun industry and from the government, from our own government. Black people are getting licenses, you know, to carry in their neighborhoods because the cops aren't going to be there or they are afraid the cops won't be there. And you and I both know in every city that is, you know, in a significant way defunded or cut the budgets of law enforcement of their local PD, the crime rate goes goes through the roof. Okay, Austin is just one example. Uh, so, you know, if this is the world y'all want to live in, <laughs> you know, you're, well, I don't know if, you're, look, if it's going to work out as well as you think. We'll say it again, and this is the plan. This is where they're headed with this. So federalize the police. And at that point, they can use the police like they're using any other uh, arm of the government. They can weaponize the police against their political uh, opposition. Just right. like they're trying to do with the FCC now, if you if you are going to put on a station that's got conservative talk like Ware and Rima, well, then you're not going to get your FCC license, according to these Democrats who are putting pressure on the FCC to deny licenses. Uh, you you you, uh, you you everywhere you turn, 
uh, it, it, you know, they use the IRS. They are attempting to federalize the police. Make no mistake, that's what this is. This is they want the police to stand down, and they will say, just like you guys on the local level, you can't run your elections. You certainly can't run the police departments. Look at all these shootings that are going on. We'll take it over. We're going to run it from here in D.C. And at that point, it's 1930s Germany all over again. That's exactly where we're headed with this if we allow them to run the policing out of, uh, uh, out of Washington. That's the ultimate plan, ultimate goal of, uh, you know, the Obama thing and all these right. people that are running the show behind Joe Biden. That's exactly what they want. And, and you know, uh, yep. Bill, Bill will tell you, they already have to answer to Washington on a number of things already. There's already sure. orders that come down from Washington. But this deal, this George Floyd Act that they're talking about passing, and I think they're going to pass it today, I think also today they're going to make... Uh, D.C. the 51st state, or at least approve it in the House today. Right. Uh, once they do that, they'll have the majority forever. Once they pass <laughs> D.C. as the 51st state, they'll control everything that goes on uh, in, in the Senate. It is. <laughs> They're making a big it's move mad. on it right now. They are. I saw that. Yeah, it's madness. I mean, I agree with everything you said. God help this country, man. That's all I have to say. God help us. <laughs> Well, one of the things you talk about is re-education camps. We'll talk about that, too. We'll talk about Neanderthals here in Texas. Hey, Sean. How you doing? I'm a Neanderthal. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> hey. Me on. Uh, let's, uh, let's do a break, and while we're, we're doing a break, we'll go scribble on the wall. Uh, 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 uh. Scribble on the wall. Hell, I'll tell you about BG products in your vehicle. It's a money saver. It really is, because BG products can save you money, your, your money in a couple of ways. Here's one way it can save you money. It can protect the inner workings of your vehicle. So you don't have that wear and tear. So you don't have the breakdowns. You don't have the repair costs. That's awesome. All right. The other way it can help you is in your fuel system. All right. You've seen the price of gas, and it's going one way and one way only. Price of gas and diesel going up and up and up. Clean your system out with BG44K. It cleans out the lines, cleans out any gunk that's in the tank, destroys it. It cleans out the uh, uh, injectors. The injectors like a spray nozzle on your hose, okay? And you get a little tiny particle that's blocking one of those injectors and it starts to block up your hose, your your spray. And when that's the case, you're co- it's costing you money cuz not the proper amount of fuel and burning and all, you know all that technical stuff. And then you get carbon buildup on the valves, and the valves start to stick. They're not operating. Well, B- BG44K cleans all that out, cleans it all out. Regular use of MOA inside the engine and 44K in the fuel system. Now you're doing the right thing for your vehicle. Have it done wherever you change your oil. That's BG. Fine. Expect new recommendations from the CDC in the near future. Dr. Ashish Jha, dean of Brown University School of Public Health, says outdoor mask mandates might be going by the wayside. We know that the virus largely spreads indoors, that there's very little transmission outdoors, except in some very specific circumstances. So at this point in the pandemic, with more than half of all Americans vaccinated, it's pretty reasonable to start thinking about peeling back outdoor mask mandates. This comes as more than 200 million Americans have been vaccinated ahead of the president's goal of completing that task before the end of his first 100 days in office. Police trying to figure out why a man started ramming his vehicle into a pickup on a north side road last night. It happened at around 10.30. man was driving along Northwest Military near Hardberger Park, and for some reason, he slammed his vehicle into a pickup. But karma came back around quickly because the angry driver ended up losing control of his truck and 
crashed into some woods. Police took him into custody. The people in the other vehicle were not hurt. An ambush on the northeast side sends one man to the hospital. He was driving home from an area bar at around 1.30 this morning, and someone started shooting at his car. He took a bullet to the chest, but managed to drive to a McDonald's on Nacogdoches. A passenger who was in the car with him called 911. The victim was brought to Brook Army Medical Center in critical condition. His name hasn't been released, and police are working to find whoever shot him. There's a new Iraqi TV show that tricks celebrities into believing they've been kidnapped by ISIS. The prank show, airing during the holy month of Ramadan, sees men take captives, strap fake suicide vests to them, and warn them of their impending execution. One actress passed out in fear, and the show is drawing criticism from Iraqis who think it's in bad taste, especially in a country where terrorism is a real threat, and the wounds of ISIS occupation are all too real. A writer for the show says it's indeed harsh, but it would have been way harsher if ISIS had won. I'm Michael Kastner. 802. KTSA AccuWeather. Fred, now they're going to connect people uh, who are current racists or whatever in their minds to being people who supported Trump so they can talk about Trump. Yep. yep. You know, I mean, what else, got, so, what, else is some of the, what else is an idiot like right. Rachel Maddow going to talk about? You know uh-huh. what I mean? <laughs> well, or Fredo. Fredo's Fredo. ratings, he has no ratings anymore, and he was their top dog, and he has no ratings anymore. They're totally gone. Everybody just, okay, close the door, turn off the lights, let's get on out of here. And, and, and you know, had CNN not done that, had they stayed with their original programming, which was the Breaking News Channel, right. anytime something happened, you know, you went to CNN to see the Breaking News, had they not become all woke and left-wing, they'd still be in a great position today. Every every airport played CNN. Oh, Everywhere yeah. you went just because of breaking news and then they decided when what's his name zucker came in oh man we got to get all woke and turn left wing look at them they're dead they're a dead and and you know why they're a dead entity because they're liars well they're liars it had had all of them just continue you know been real journalists actual journalists and covered obama covered trump and now biden in the same manner they they wouldn't and had they not just been full of crap for four years about trump you know, they wouldn't have this problem. They'd have some credibility. But there's nothing there for them to talk about. Because, again, they put themselves in a position, they did it to themselves, where they can't talk about the same in the same way the current administration. They can't hold these people to task. They can't go after them like wild dogs like they went after Trump. And so they really screwed themselves. And who couldn't have seen that coming? We, we predicted well, it. What are you going to well, do when Trump's uh, not around? <laughs> my uh, my friend, Len Russell, uh, whom I've known since 1980, 79, no, yeah, 79, uh, Lynn Russell, uh, who was on CNN for the longest time, uh, and she was here at Ken's, and that's when I met her. When she was here, I worked for her husband over on Kono. He was the uh, program director, and we became friends and stayed friends all of these years. Well, she was at CNN. She was their top dog at CNN for the longest time, but when she saw what was happening, because she's a real journalist, she got out that ship, man. She said, uh-uh, no, I'm, I'm getting off this ship. It's going down with the rats. And they had a decent run because of what you just said, and that is Donald Trump gave them great ratings. Now, without Trump, they suck. And they know well, yeah. they suck. So now they've got to talk about Trump some more. And it's just stupid. It's stupidity at this well, point. Well, it's pathetic. So. It's pa- yeah. It sounds pathetic to keep Fight dredging up Trump. The yeah. only Trump news is that he was on Hannity the other night. 
I mean, honestly, if I was Trump, I wouldn't. I would go quiet. I wouldn't say anything. I wouldn't do any interviews and just watch them squirm on the hook because they did it to themselves. Okay, um, let's talk about Ohio for just a minute. Uh, Columbus, Ohio. A couple of nights ago, we had a teen uh, girl. It, well, it looked like a fight. It looked like a brawl in the front yard. They called the cops. Uh, the nine one one call. It's mass chaos, right? Screaming and all that. Get over here! Get over here! Get over here! It's amazing. People who don't like cops are calling the cops when they need the cops, you know. But <laughs> so anyway, uh, they go code three over there, and the guy shows up, and I have his name, but I'm not going to say his name, and I'll tell you why I'm not going to say his name here in a minute. But he shows up, and he, he sees what I know I saw. Now you may interpret this differently, but I saw a knife in that girl's hand, and I saw that girl. A turn to stab the other girl and she was going to stab her either in the heart or cut her neck either way that that probably would have meant death police officers and indeed uh, legal arm carrying individuals like chl holders you may use deadly force if you believe it's going to save a life um it, that may not be yours so if you happen upon a crime and you're a CHL carrier, you are legally covered to be able to take somebody's life to protect somebody else. Uh, so he did. He shot the girl, and then, of course, the left erupts, and they start saying another black uh, girl killed by a, a white cop. She was unarmed, unarmed, unarmed. All you got to do is look at the video. So LeBron James... Uh, tweets out his photo, this guy's photo. And this is why I'm not saying his name, because he doesn't need infamy, right? He doesn't need the threats. He doesn't need the doxing. But LeBron James tweets his picture out with his name and says, you're next, you're next. Now, that's clear that that's an incitement of violence against that police officer. No ramifications against LeBron. He's still on Twitter. He took the, the tweet down and he said, "It was I can't believe you damn people, damn, damn, damn. He just kept cursing through the whole yeah, tweet. He was offended of, that people were offended by what he tweeted. Correct. <laughs> that's right. LeBron. That's right. You know, you can't, you can't be mad at me. I'm LeBron. You know, that I'm kind of thing. LeBron, well, James, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever, man. So uh, if if I'm that cop, you know, I'm going to get me a really good attorney today, a really well, good one. I'm going to sue the hell out of LeBron James and take everything the man's got, everything. Well, you watch the video, and her arm is in mid-swing when he fires. She is going, That knife is going to connect with that other girl if something doesn't stop her. You could see it with your own eyes. Uh, and then uh, you, you had the uh, the idiots. We don't, we don't know which idiot it was from the media pool who asked the police chief, well, why didn't he shoot him in the leg? Why didn't he shoot her in the leg? Why don't you train people? And he said, as we all know, and this is why you don't fight the cops, they are trained to shoot at the thickest part of the body because that is the best chance they have when they have to make a split-second decision to stop the threat. You cannot aim for a leg in motion. You're talking about a space, a target that's going to be what? Uh, five, four or five inches uh, at best in width, and you have to, in, in a second, be such well, a shot that you can take somebody out in the leg? It, it's, it's something ridiculous. other than that. It's something other than that because what, what that is called, when you, when you squeeze the trigger, that's called deadly force. It's not called well, injurious yeah. force. It's not injurious force. It's, it's deadly force. So you're not shooting somebody to injure them. If you're shooting somebody, you're shooting them to take their life. And you've already made that decision. 
And so he had to make that decision in a split second. It was less than a second in order to make that decision and do that. And my question back to people who got a problem with it, what do you want him to do? Fold his arms and lean back on the hood of his car and say, have at it, girls, and you got to Then he would be racist, right? Because then they would say, you're a racist for not saving the other black girl's life. You just let her kill, you know, you let that you, well, you yeah. let that girl kill a black girl. He would have been racist. So he was damned if he did and damned if he didn't. He saved a life. Unfortunately, he took a life to save a life. Had to do it. And uh, th- this is where we are in America today. Now he's the criminal, right? He's the guy that LeBron James thinks ought to be in some sort of hell, maybe in prison or maybe even dead. I don't know. But when you when you tweet out the guy's picture and his name and say, you're next, all you're doing is signaling. It's like Pop yesterday saying, well, we got a small victory, but the war continues. That's a signal. Get back out on the streets. Get back out on the streets, y'all. The war continues. Enough. Well, yeah, it's like Enough. you pointed out in the first hour that uh, uh, you 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 would think they'd be saying, "Well, look, that's great. The system worked. This is how it should work." You know, we put the guy away, but that's not what you're hearing. Pop's not the only one saying that crap. Oh, it's just the beginning. So you know, I mean, it's it's we're we're gonna have an example or a case like this almost on a weekly basis basis it seems until they actually do completely gut law enforcement in this country. And uh, if you think uh, law enforcement uh, is is civilization enforcement is what it is, uh, you know you don't have well, a civilization. If they're going to have law enforcement. Law enforcement uh, out there risking their lives every single stinking day to maintain civilization. You then you start getting the opposite of civilization, which is what Antifa can't shut up about: anarchy. They're, they're going to uh, have. You, know, you can't get a Starbucks in, in an anarchist state, man. Just saying. <laughs> they're going to have it. I, I think. I think there's uh, you know lots of things that and and you know not to sound like conspiratorial radio, but you know conspiracies are working right now. That's what they're they're the ones who are doing it. I think their ultimate goal is to federalize the police, have more rules for the police, and then the next step is a po- federal police force. And I really believe too, Sean, we're headed to troops on the ground. I, I think that they're going to eventually take us to a point where because every action has a reaction. Just keep thinking that in your head because it's true. And uh, and and they're going to put just like in any other Marxist country, they roll the tanks out. You know, think Tiananmen Square. They this rabble that's running the country right now. Their plan is to remake America in the eyes of China, in the in the in the you know in the image of China. And they're all about it. Anybody who can't see that is just willingly taking a pass on the truth. That's that's all they're doing. Willingly taking a pass on the truth. Well, it, you know, you're you're making a choice of one one kind or another. You know, I, I don't believe people are born stupid. I think stupid is a choice. I think being a moron is a choice. And it is a moronic action to turn away from what is very obviously the truth, which is which is playing out in front of you, and act like it's not going on. That is a true intellectual dullard uh, that makes that choice. And Pop's one of those guys. Uh, and they all are, you know, uh, right. because it's not the truth that they want. And the truth that they want is the, the N-word we hear every day now, which is narrative. And so if the truth doesn't support the narrative, that truth has to go away yeah. uh, as if it never existed. And that's you know that's precisely what's going on. And it's scary so, and it's weird. 
If I'm that cop, I, I am filing the biggest lawsuit you ever saw in your life against LeBron James right now, and probably against the other media who were saying that he was, uh, you know, killing a, a girl who was unarmed. Uh, I, I'd go after him for everything they got. You know, every I, I, those guys who who sued on behalf of the the kid uh, that the little drummer man went after. You know, uh, I would I would do that. I, I would go find. I guess that was Lynn Wood. I, I would go get him and say. Make me rich, baby. All right, um, quick break for Warren Rima. Back in just a minute here on KTSA. Pecos Fence, Pecos Fence Company. You know, they build great fences all over the area. You've seen Pecos before. You really have because you can't drive around this town or around this part of Texas without seeing a Pecos Fence. They're all over the finer neighborhoods. They're all over every kind of neighborhood. And they'll come build a fence for you. Cedar privacy. Well, cedar, of course, is the most naturally rot-resistant wood that there is. And your cedar privacy fence, when it comes from Pecos is going to cost you less, and you're going to have the best guys building it for you. Chain link, ornamental steel, they do all that, and the experience counts. They have more experience in fence building than any other company, and they'll give you a free contact less, no contact estimate. So 210-655-5656 for Pecos Fence Company. AccuWeather forecast, well, okay, it's not going to be pretty the next couple of days. Today's cloudy with a shower here mixed in and about 70 tomorrow. This is when it gets interesting, cloudy and rain, and then a strong thunderstorm possibility in the afternoon. And that strong thunderstorm might mean heavy downpours, might mean hail, might mean gusty winds, possibly even a tornado. So uh, that's the kind of thing that's blowing through here. It's spring, you know, one of those spring storms. It's going to blow through. But when it does, baby, it's going to clear us out. And uh, Saturday, wow, breezy, warm, and low humidity at a high of 89. If you're not outdoors on Saturday, you crazy. <laughs> details at exergen.com. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. We have to ask ourselves, what information did the officer have? What did he see? How much time did he have to assess the situation? And what would have happened if he had taken no action at all? Exactly. Fold your arms, lean against the car, and see what happens. Hey, happy birthday today to Barry D. Over at Ken's 5, Barry Davis. He's having a oh, wow. birthday today. Yeah, so happy birthday, Bear. Happy birthday, Love you, man. Bear. Push, Love push, you, take you. Push, you, take you. Um... You got a problem with lasagna with cheese? What's your problem? What is your problem? No, okay. All right. So, uh, you know, okay. in, in the right. era of pandemics, I guess people are so stinking bored that they're coming up with weird food combinations. And Chris Glasgow, our amazing technical producer, is a big fan of Stouffer's. He likes okay. the French bread pizza, and he likes the frozen lasagna. Uh, okay. They have just announced that they are doing a lasagna mac for a yeah. limited time. It's lasagna with stinking mac and cheese in the middle. Okay. And that's just wrong, man. That's just wrong, <laughs> wrong, <laughs> wrong. Why? Why natural. is that wrong? It's oh, an come abomination. On. It's not natural. <laughs> what, do you, what, what about that don't you like? There's mac What's wrong and cheese it? and there's lasagna. They are two separate things. I don't want them intermingling. You know, well, I'm then a, don't buy I'm a, it. I'm a pasta racist. <laughs> I'm not going to. It Look, offends me. Yeah, I'll tell you well, why it offends me. Let me tell you why. There's oh, okay. only one good right. mac and cheese is Kraft. That box of crappy 59-cent mac and cheese is the only mac and cheese worth anything. I'm not a fan of mac and cheese. 
So in full disclosure, I, I, I don't like mac and cheese as a general rule. And so I shoving it into something that I love so much, like lasagna, is, is just a sin against food. It is. But it sounds to me like you're not a. It sounds to me like you're not a fan of Stouffer's lasagna either. So it's just you know. Stouffer's lasagna is great, okay, but not with stinking mac and cheese in the middle. No. Well then, don't buy it. I'm not going to. I'm taking a stand. I can tell. I I hope you don't. There's got to be a line, man. There's got to be a line. There's got to be a line. I hate everything, no. Trey, and I I'm really hate sick, Stouffer's no. mac and cheese lasagna. I don't, no, I just don't think <laughs> mac and cheese in stinking lasagna is 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 right. That's just that's that's not right. There's something wrong there. You know those well, are things. Things should be, be my separate plates, man. It would not be my choice either. I'm a little different when it comes to my lasagna. I've got a friend. I've got a friend who makes the best lasagna on the planet. Wow, right. It will shock you how great his lasagna is. And wow. I can't imagine putting any other lasagna in my mouth. I just can't. It's not going to happen. But if somebody else wants a little Stouffer's and uh, two minutes in the microwave fits them well, well, no, okay. It should be it. banned. It shouldn't be allowed. Okay. Uh, see, it's like see, putting see, Cheetos in the middle of lasagna. See, no. Now you're Shouldn't acting happen. like one of those liberals. Shouldn't be allowed. Now you're acting like one. No, you're acting like a liberal now. See, because liberals they can't they can't leave well enough alone, and they got to mess up somebody else's life. So How dare somebody you wants a little that? I'm just standing up. I'm standing up for Italian cuisine. Okay, someone's got to oh, take a stand. What it is. You know, <laughs> God, what next? You so, know, what next? You, Marshmallows you on know, spaghetti. What? <laughs> Well, somebody wants to put marshmallows on spaghetti, let them. So, Whole Foods, Whole Foods, right? what? No, go ahead. Whole go Foods, ahead. I don't know if they with... sell this or not, but at Whole Foods, you're going to be able to pay with your palm. That's right. Oh, right. Your palm, mm. your best friend on the planet is your palm, and soon <laughs> you will just... Are you okay? Sorry. Yeah, that was just funny. Are you all right? <laughs> I feel sorry for people whose best friend is their best Anyway, they're going to put something on their palm, right? That's you just, read no. Your... <laughs> no, it, it's, it reads, it scans your palm because we all have a unique palm. There you go. And so you just scan it on the way out to Whole Food. You just right. scan your palm, and that automatically pays for your Stouffer's mac and cheese lasagna. <laughs> out the door you go to the no. house. Just no. you, your palm, and your mac and cheese lasagna. That's your day nope. right there. They're getting away. You know what? It's very soon to be a cashless society. Well, it is, and it'll just scan your eyeball at some point, you know, and make a payment on stuff. I don't know. I, I You know that's where it's headed. Uh, it's been heading that way for a long time, really, the cashless society. And, I, you know, frankly, I yep. can't think of the last time I used cash for anything. But I don't want my palm scanned, okay? That just feels weird to me. Well, then here, take this chip. We're going to put this chip in your forehead and under your right oh, hand. God. And then with that chip, you don't have to carry any, You don't even need a cell phone because it'll just communicate directly. And, oh, by the way, the chip will also keep you immune from COVID-19. You saw that story, right, that they're, no, that they're that. Uh, doing that with members of the military, that it will be able to keep them virus-free. Implant this under your skin, and you'll be virus-free. How so? What's a, how's the chip make you virus-free? It what it does is it it notifies you if you've been exposed to the virus. 
and they're putting it underneath the skin of military people right now to try it out because they're all over the world and all that stuff. Right. So it it picks up if you've been exposed to the virus, and then it tells you, hey, you need to go quarantine, right? You need to go, uh, but be alone. Right. <laughs> With your palm, yeah. Speaking well, of, saying. we're circling, yeah, circling back, <laughs> circling back. All right, quick break here. More in a minute. More wearing Rama coming up. Uh, CarZeus.com. CarZeus.com will buy your car from you if you want to sell it. It's real simple. You log on to the website, and you fill out a little form, and they send you an offer. No obligation, free offer. Okay? So you're not getting married to anybody. It's just a, it's just a here's what we'll give you for it. And it doesn't matter what it is, car, truck, little, big, anything. They'll take a look at it and make you an offer on it. And then if you accept the offer, they'll put a check in your hand today. That's how quick this can happen. All right? But if you say, nah, I just want to wait a little bit, that's fine, too. They're not going to hassle you or try to push you. There's no high pressure. That's one of the things that makes them different from the other companies that are car-buying companies. The other car-buying companies, they'll try to hassle you. They'll try to talk you into it, right? They don't do that at CarZoos. They're just like, nah, you do what you want to do. We're here to buy it when you're ready to sell it. I love that about them. So log online today if you're looking to sell your vehicle. Hi, this is Jack Riccardi, and you're listening to News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Stay connected. So let's run that race. Win more. Win more sustainable future than we have now. Overcome the existential crisis of our time. That sounds great. That's uh, that was a clip from the new Michael Keaton Batman movie, which is coming out in uh, 2022. Good morning. It's where it rhymes. It's eight thirty-seven. What do you want to talk about this segment? Uh, you know, I, I mentioned this guy earlier today. Uh, it's a story about race. Um, Vanderbilt U- University professor. Th- these are the guys that they, the MSNBC is filling up their airwaves with now that they, you know, don't have as much Trump to talk about. Vanderbilt University professor Michael Eric Dyson suggested yesterday. Uh, he first off, he says, you know, I get approached by white people. All, he's a black guy. I get approached by white people all the day, all, all the time. How how can I support BLM? And he says, white people could help the Black Lives Matter movement by holding their racist relatives to task or, quote, cool. to account at family gatherings such as Thanksgiving. Awesome. Now, I'm just going to let his own words, you know, uh, let you know what I'm, how I'm re- reacting. Uh, and he says, uh, there are many things that white brothers and sisters can do. First of all, they can operate within their own sphere, within their own comfort zones. I guess, does that mean we just hang out with other white people? Uh, when you go home for Thanksgiving and you know there are some nasty viewpoints being expressed, and you know that there are some uh, vituperative, <laughs> I don't even know, let's say vitriol, because I'm not even sure what the hell that word is vitriolic sure. expressions being made against black people you got to hold your family to account now eat your thanksgiving this is what the guy says eat your thanksgiving first get the turkey and your your stuffing and dressing and your pumpkin pie don't be silly he says don't be silly but after you consume the beverages and you have frivolity speak to them in your in your own circle not nastily but directly also at your own place of business uh, basically, uh, you hear white people saying racist crap. You're supposed to say, hey, you're saying racist crap. Uh, and, and he says, th- and he keeps using Thanksgiving as, uh, as, as, his, uh, as his example of when to do that. Then he says, let's see, and this is where it really descends into, into gibberish. Don't just have one black friend. 
you have to have a circle of people who can help you form opinions, direct your own study. Because white people need to study about how racist we are. You know that, right? Uh, satisfy curiosity, because we don't know any people of color, so obviously we're curious about them. And then start yourself on the road toward growth, <laughs> toward engagement, toward learning, read books, read articles, interact with those who know what they're talking about. Go to lectures. Go to the library. <laughs> so you not only got to start, ta- we got to start taking Whitey uh, to task in our own sphere, but then Trey, because we're so f- just just racked with blind spots about our own racism, we need to study. We need to have more than one black friend, and we need to read books about how much how racist we are, so that we can truly appropriately wrap our arms around our own guilt, our own privilege. So, you know, next time you have a family gathering, and, and we kind of joked about it in the first hour, but this, I, I've heard this before, like, it, it, you hear this around Thanksgiving time, where, you know, or Christmas time, where it's you're sitting around with your family, it's this idea that white people just sit around the Thanksgiving Day table. <laughs> I hate black people. Can you pass me the giblets, you know, and just start riffing on their racist thoughts. I mean, the, the, this guy says, don't be silly, and this is the silliest crap I've ever heard in my life. This is a university professor, man. <laughs> you and I, you know, I used to kind of disagree a little bit on, on with you and Jack on, on college education and stuff like that. But, you know, it really is bad at this point, the indoctrination. I mean, you know, have more black friends and take your white friends to task when they say racist crap. Study and read about how racist you are. It, a lot of this crap doesn't even make any sense after a while. I don't know. I've been alive 57 years, and I've never, ever, one time at a family gathering had a conversation about race. It's always about <laughs> I know what's going on in your life. You know, uncle, right. aunt, uh, cousin. I haven't seen you in so long. What's going on in your life? What's what's new with you? How are the kids? You know, that's the kind of conversation we have. Or we may talk football. You know, maybe. Uh, might be a brief conversation about that or something that's going on, but never once have we ever had a conversation about race. And I'll say this again, uh, although they're trying to get us to fight over race, I'm not going to fight anybody over your skin color, never. Uh, that's a really dumb reason to fight somebody. Now, we can have conversations about your political leanings, you know, your beliefs and all that kind of stuff, because that's what we're supposed to do. You know, a real well-reasoned, thought-out argument is a great discussion to have about your ideals and that kind of thing. But as far as your skin color, I don't care. I, I really could care less. I don't care what you look like. I, it doesn't matter to me. And so I'm never, ever going to fight you based on skin color. And they're trying to get us to do that. You know, you you often say that it won't be long before they lead us off to the re-education camps. You know, the re-education camps are alive and well right now. They're called schools for the most part with, with <laughs> right. you know, the, the what is it, the 1863 project or whatever that is, 1869, whatever it is, and the uh, CRT, cr- critical race theory. They're teaching kids that if you're black, you're a victim. If you're white, you're a white supremacist just because of your skin color. They're actually teaching kids that in schools. But major corporations have been doing this forever. I remember when we were owned by CBS, every day we had to take a test on the computer. Every day there was some directive that came down, and they were just re-educating their employees. Well, Peloton has one. Listen to this. You'll love this. And and tell me this isn't a re-education camp at, at a corporation. At Peloton... 
They have a new series of social justice trainings inspired by critical race theory, including Anti-Racism Activation Center on their company's website that their employees use. The Anti-Racism Activation Center provides employees with resources on global perspectives on racism, anti-racism strategies for allies, strategies for enacting systemic change, tools for creating race-related conversations at home, including age-appropriate resources for families, so you can go home and talk to Junior about how he's a terrible person because he's white, and a Brave Conversation Speaker Series. Now, one of the training programs is entitled Anti-Racist Language. It claims that some of the commonly used technical terms have white supremacist racist origins. You want to know what those commonly used uh, terms are? Oh, blacklisting. Blacklisting is a racist term. White hat. If you wear a white hat, yay. (laughs) Or black hat. Or, or another racist term is grandfathered in. If you use that term, what? You can be grandfathered in to the contract. No, you're a racist if you use the term grandfathered in. The fitness company hosted Boston University professor Ibram X in his book, How to Be an Anti-Racist. On April 29th, Peloton is going to host the Me Too movement founder, Tarana Burke, so she can talk to you about how to be a Me Too. The, they also have a series of pride classes that are mandatory on LGBTQ, LMNOP, whatever, and how you're supposed to do that. And the company also offers resources for white employees to become white allies. If you're white uh. and you work at Peloton and you buy a book... You are to only buy books directly from authors or local bookstores owned by black people, indigenous people, or peoples of color, BIPOC. You're not to buy from a white bookseller, because obviously they're just going to sell you a bunch of racist trash, right? Mm. Employees are supposed to read and listen to resources created by BIPOC authors. And um, let's see, you're supposed to compensate them to become sufficiently anti-racist. That's where your money needs to go. According to the internal emails, their training is mandatory, and the network that they have for their employees provides a, a, a source of, of resources for employees that they're supposed to read. Books and articles include Becoming by Michelle Obama, yeah. Why I Am No Longer Talking to White People by Rennie Edo Lodge, <laughs> The New York Times 1619 Project, and White Fragility by Robin DiAngelo. So... You say they're going to carry us off to the uh, re-education camps? There you go, right there. That's a re-education camp. That's all that is. Well, it's really insidious, <laughs> too, when it's at your workplace and you're forced to go through all this stuff. You know what I mean? Because it, it's how you make your living, man. You know, that's just that's not cool. That's but you're right. It's they're they're on the way. That that they're already here in that sense. In that people are having to go through these diversity programs again to continue to get a paycheck. Which mm-hmm. is pretty insipid to begin with, but that's mm-hmm. just one hop, step, and a, a skip away from you know an actual place where they actually send people. That I guess yeah, at some point you'll have purely race crimes. You know, you'll have a race crime, which just involves a white person saying something that somebody else can interpret as racist, and then they'll send your ass to the to the to the reeducation center. So I it, it's that it, we, we a, a couple of years ago if you'd have told you asked me you know how I feel about this sort of thing I would have said it's the stuff of science fiction, uh, yeah. it's the stuff of Orwell. But it's not. It's right here. Uh-huh. It's going uh-huh. on right now, man. Right I can in front tell of you your right now, Sean. Eyes. 
I can tell you there are people listening to us right now who work for major corporations that go through this kind of stuff, that have to do this kind of training Ugh. all the time. Like I said, when we were owned by CBS, we had to do it almost daily. almost. Wow. Da- and you know what it led to? It led to people. Now, I'm a big huggy, touchy-feely kind of guy. I will hug you and say, good morning, and how you do? I, you know, that's just me. That's my nature. But what it did was it closed everybody down, and we walked down the hall. All of us. All of us, we're unique at our radio station in that everybody stays there. Nobody ever leaves, right? Right. So we we have married and buried people like, you know, mm-hmm. like crazy, yep. all together as a family. But what that did to us was it made us walk down the hallway looking at our shoelaces. Nobody wanted yeah. to even look at each other because you were afraid if you even looked up and looked at somebody wrong. Oh, well, here we go. Call, call HR, man. You got to get the HR department in here because you looked over here and I saw the way you looked, you know, and, and radio, you know, it's a creative environment. You're supposed to play. Oh, I almost said a bad word. You're supposed to have fun. You know, you're supposed to run around and have fun. <laughs> right, right. Well, you're right. You're, you know, it's a, it is a creative business, and it's always been a fun business, which is one of the things that attracted me about this business. But these policies, it does. It makes everybody stare at the floor. Nobody interacts. And it's a shame because we spend more time with the people we work with, most of us, not since the lockdown, but the way things normally are. You spend more time with the people you work with than usually your own family. Right. Right. You know, and so, he can't talk to him. He can't interact with him. He can't right. form friendships. Yeah, it sucks. Right. Or, or you could be misconstrued now as a racist just by walking down the hallway. That's awful. But anyway, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back more Warren Rima on the other side. And a quick word for Bridgehead IT. You know, Wes and his team at Bridgehead IT, they've been at this now for over 25 years. And big corporations use them all the time because they're that great at IT services. Now, you say, wait a minute. You know, a lot of these big corporations already have a big IT department. Why would they bring in Bridgehead? Well, because I can tell you those IT departments are just doing everything they can to keep the thing running every day much less think about next week, next year, 10 years from now. And so Bridgehead can be their best assist. They can come in and assist a full-time IT department and help them get ahead of the game. The same is true for smaller companies. You know, we got a travel company, and the same is true. You, you, you got you got IT. you got a lot of IT stuff that's going on, no matter how big your company is or how small your company is. Well, Bridgehead can come in and work for smaller companies, like uh, once a week, once a month, once a quarter, whatever. There's no contracts, so use them as much or as little as you want to, right? Bridgehead IT, effective smart IT solutions at 210 477